1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: You're on with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Tuesday, March 7th to you. Memphis Grizzlies looking to close out what's been, let's face it, a disastrous four-game road trip so far with a win tonight versus the Lakers. They'll have to get it done, yes, without John Morant, without Stephen Adams. We'll have to get used to saying, too, without Brandon Clark as well. He's out with a season-ending injury, as we know, that Achilles. Don't look now, but the Sacramento Kings, in the meantime, have pulled within a half game of the Grizzlies for second place in the West. Kings beat the Pelicans last night in Sacramento. Uh, What matters most right now is the Grizzlies. They've got the Lakers tonight, like we said, closing out this road trip. I believe the Lakers are one-point favorites. Last I looked, Kendrick Davis, the Tigers point guard, named an All-American by a national publication. Uh, Join some elite company in terms of former Tigers uh, named All-Americans. And then also tonight, number two seed Memphis women get underway in the AAC tournament down in Texas. That's right, John. Get used to it because I'm going to be updating you on this all week. This is a run to the tourney final. Get ready for it. They'll take on UCF tonight, number 10 seed, uh, at six. I'll be monitoring. I'm coming. <clears throat> yeah, there we Ooh, go. Was that I'm coming? That's
3: I'm coming. Who's, who said that? Deion Sanders, I remember?
2: Need a, yeah, it, it's so low. Let me I'm <sighs> coming. Okay, okay,
3: okay. Yeah,
2: say it with your Katrina, chest. Katrina coming.
3: I'll tell you what's coming for Dion: A two-win season. I'm coming.
2: Yeah, you, you his number one hater That's we cool. all know. Certainly nobody in Memphis hates Dion more than you.
3: I look forward to college football season. I really do. I look forward to uh, to college football season because we know what's going to happen to Colorado. We know they're going to be at the bottom of yeah. the Pac-12, right? And as Bruce Pearl would say, they're going to get smashed down there. Smash, Smash! down there. Smashed!
2: Yeah, we got surprise for you.
4: <laughs> Sorry, trying to be a little fun here. It's been a little rough, you know. It, it is. That's why I unloaded a few extra drops for some oh, excitement. Levity's good. A little levity. There's Thank no you. way. There's no
3: way around it. Like yesterday, because. Usually what will happen is I usually will talk to Jeff. We'll have a little roundup where we talk. Sometimes I'll call him. Sometimes he'll call me right after the show. And he'll just ask me, how was your radio program? And usually, do say, that
2: every day. Pretty much. That's weird that you're just now telling me that.
3: He's like, he's like my dad. I didn't, I didn't
2: know that. He's like that my
4: a dad. a lot of evaluation. They go through every show. <laughs>
2: my
3: yeah. goodness,
4: that's he, a he, lot. He doesn't
3: say, he doesn't do it like as an assessment. He's just basically like saying, you know, "How was your day?" Basically, like, oh, "How oh, that's good." How was your work day? Yeah. You know, and uh, and sometimes I'll say, mostly I'll say, well, it, went "It went good. We had a good time. It was easy." Whatever. Yesterday though was like, man, it was so heavy. Mm. It was so because like usually what you aim to do is you aim to come in here and you just wanna have a good time for a few hours. You just want to like have fun, have a few laughs, like, you know, maybe we have a serious sports discussion about why you think the Memphis women are gonna go all the way and cut down the nets in Texas. Like maybe we'll do that. Maybe we won't. But yesterday it was like impossible to do anything other than just like have a heavy heart and just be kinda of sad. You know? Like it was just it was not a it was not a day for fun. And I don't know that today is going to be necessarily a day for fun, but maybe it will be more so of a day for fun than it was yesterday. And then we'll just rebuild and we'll go from there. Why do you sound
2: like you're still at the Houston game on
3: Sunday? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, it, I, was, I, was, I was trying to will him to a win, were man. Were you
2: one of the ones that Kelvin Sampson said was calling him a mother, you know what? Hell yeah. <laughs> you were okay. It sounds like
3: it. No, I was actually doing that for, to the refs in the first half, if I'm being completely honest. I have nothing but respect for Kelvin. I wouldn't do that to him. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. He's an honest coach. He got—I
2: can tell you, you were given got, everything you had.
3: He got—you know—he he got basically banned from the, from college basketball for something that wouldn't even be a tweet in two thousand twenty-three. Yeah.
2: What would Bruce Pearl say about what Kelvin Sampson was banned for, Brad? Joke. It was.
3: It was. Joke! And back then it felt like, oh my God,
4: extra calls, extra texts. Yeah. This is blasphemous. A few
2: extra t- calls
4: and text. Even Pearl's, right? The barbecue stuff. Like, well, He lied. lied.
2: Pearl lied to the NCAA. Okay. That's what that about him being there.
4: Yeah, you can't lie to the NCAA. Who was the but, kid? You know the the actual oh, Aaron Krabs. Aaron Kraft. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Kraft. Aaron? white kid who yeah. went to what Ohio State. You, went to Ohio you State. can't lie good, to actually. him. You can't yeah. lie, Not to lie, him. lie to him. But you know what he did yeah. was kind of a it, it barbecue wouldn't, He picture. wouldn't.
3: He wouldn't have gotten as as harsh of a punishment as he did if he just wouldn't have lied. I mean, yeah, I think right. that was sort of, that sort of the consensus now. Don't lie. So, yeah, be truthful, be honest. And, uh, you know.
2: Kelvin's was crazy because a couple of years later they go to unlimited texting and call all that. That's why that was a joke. A joke.
3: Yeah, mm. Kelvin had to like get on like the, the rules uh, Milwaukee Bucks bench. I mean, he had to really. Uh, I had
4: forgotten about the lying. Yeah, we do uh, forget Bruce. about the lying. That's with Bruce. Yeah, with was, Bruce. With yeah. Bruce.
3: No, Kelvin unfortunately was was honest. He was truthful, and, and so he still he still yeah. got basically yeah. outlawed from college for a little bit. But yeah. but no, I to the to the point. I would never do that to Kelvin. I have nothing but respect for him, and and uh, he'll be missed in this league. You I respect. will continue to rebuild this voice. Yeah, on the fly, but but I, but I want everybody it. to know that it was it was lost or damaged in the pursuit of victory for Memphis basketball.
2: Well, we appreciate that. it was a
3: it was a it was a, an effort of valor, um, mm-hmm. and and I think that's kind of what lets me and helps me sleep at night. Right. Thanks, John. Uh, Jessica Benz is going to join us at eleven twenty-five. We'll talk to her uh, as much as we can about John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies as they attempt to uh, figure it out. You know, are they rebuilding? Yes, they are. They are, uh, because you know, it's it's this is not a, an injury. Well, I and mean, then and then Shams comes
2: in here with reports yeah. that you know may or may not potentially fracture a locker room.
3: Well, I, look,
2: right? I, I mean, don't you think that that's what that's an effect that that a report like that could have about you know Stephen Adams leading a players only meeting and then
3: Jogos and parties? It, it's possible. It's possible. But I would say this. I, I I sound like uh, Doc right now.
4: <laughs> you do have I you sound, do a pretty good impression. I sound of him like generally. Doc Rivers. You're, you're full. On I might as now. well
3: just embrace it. You know, I might yeah. as well just embrace the full. Own it. Yes. Yeah. Well, the problem with Don Moran is when he <laughs> goes all the road, he doesn't listen to Steven Adams. I don't know if
2: Ben Simmons can be a point guard in this <laughs> league.
4: That's right. You both have really good I, I, impressions I, yeah, of Doc Rivers.
3: We, we really just I really yeah. should. Yeah. <laughs> You win both of
4: you. You how it works. No, that was the press conference. Maybe this is the levity we at need. We both, yeah. we all impersonate Doc Rivers just, while we're talking about job. To bring I don't
3: know. Now they just come to me and they say, mental health, mental health, <laughs> mental health. They don't want to take a shot. Right. They don't want to shoot at the rim. Mental health.
4: That's actually your voice right
3: now. That's yeah. not what they were doing in the 80s. What was mental health in the 80s? Smoke a cigarette to have. Get Sixers, back out.
4: by the way, looking better under Doc Rivers. They're looking good. They're
3: looking good. I, I, I like them. I like the 76ers. You, I don't Doc. like Doc Rivers, but I I, I, uh, yeah. I like I like the uh, 76ers. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I, I I appreciate Steven Adams. Somebody needed to. Somebody oh, needed see. to, see where you're in at. that locker room, mm-hmm. say something. Um, because I do think, and you've heard it over the years, when it comes to Jaws professionalism on the road, like he's not a guy historically that you've heard is a, a, a guy that, practices that is like you know locking himself up in the hotel room which I'm not saying you have to do but the greats like when LeBron James comes to Memphis you know you're not going to catch him at Sugar Shack and I appreciated your endorsement of it on Twitter yesterday but he's going to be in his hotel at the Westin and he's just going to like focus on the game and try to get the win and get the hell out of here. You know, and that's not, unfortunately, what Jaw's reputation on the road was. And I think Steven Adams got sick of it. And you take into consideration how bad they have been on the road. And it speaks to Jaw's ability that he can do all that and show up and score 35 points no matter what on the road. But their record on the road is woeful. And I appreciate. Oh,
2: oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! What? No, I appreciate everything you're saying and agree with everything you're saying about Stephen Adams calling a meeting like that. It is the leaking of that story. Oh right, that <laughs> getting out. Right. And who, it who, making right. How does that a story like that yeah, get that, out? out is one of these players' agents, as far as Ja would be concerned, mm-hmm. well, that's you in the locker room. If it's your agent squawking right. or whatever else, who's talking? And that because that report makes Ja look bad, obviously. Uh, yes, I'm with you on should have seen, but Look, look at the road record, and everything else. Somebody yep. needs to grab it uh, uh, by the shoulders and say, "Guys, we got to be more disciplined on the road." The point would be Ja looking at it as this got leaked on me out of. Remember Chandler Parsons? The way we talked about that and and the leak we found with that, and how we talked about team chemistry and everything else at a time where man, you don't even know who's going to be able to who's playing right now. Right, you you wonder about that whenever Ja gets back. That's true. In terms of yeah, listen, because this was. You know, by all accounts, a together team. We haven't worried anything at all about team chemistry of late. But when a story like that gets to Shams, you wonder, in terms of Ja, his reaction to it. This getting out, this makes me look bad. How he feels coming back to a to a locker room. That that I think is is yeah. is is a. Something you have to consider realistically.
3: I hope. I hope he handles it uh, professionally. the snitches why in locker rooms are sad. not appreciated. I don't yes. think Steven Adams went to Shams and said, "Hey, I just had this knocked down." Oh no, for, you know,
2: oh, I, 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 who knows I mean, who it well, was? Well, yeah. Steven Adams is, is that vet that would know. You do this, you call the players' meeting because it's the right thing to do. What you don't do is go embarrass the guy by leaking the story.
3: Agree. I'm with you that I don't think it's Steven Adams that gives this right. up. Right. No, I think that's totally fair, and
2: because we knew we. But I, you did. don't think Josh trying to get to the bottom of that? How well, that story got out. Or if I,
3: I would hope he's got bigger fish to fry at this moment, uh, and that can be addressed when he gets back to the team and returns to the team. Mm-hmm. But um, who knows? Who knows how that's going to go? So Jessica Bitts is going to join us at 1125, and then Trista Crick is going to join us at 125. So that's the show today. But before we get to Jessica, let's do cap or no cap. Cap. It means lion,
1: but built different now. It's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. Again, cap
4: means not true. No cap means true. The coverage of the Ja Morant story has gone off the rails. Is that cap or no cap?
3: No, it's no cap, no cap, no cap. Maybe the the, the least capping statement we have ever had in the history of of this segment. Um, I know that the standards for journalism in 2023 are at all time lows, right? I get that. Um, and, and, And undisputed is not supposed to be this bastion of journalism, but I think the problem for me becomes that in this day and age, when everything is just aggregated and circulated and on Twitter and on social media The lines between what's actually journalism and what is just, you know, uh, pontification and wild speculation and, you know, reckless talk. The lines are are more blurred than ever before because people just see Skip Bayless. I'm using him as an example. And they just think TV guy. So he's media. He has information. He's supposed to be like I'm talking about the average person now. Like, the average person does not think like you or I think when it comes to Skip Bayless because we're in media, we know the difference. He's not Bob Lee. But does the average person know the difference between Bob Lee and Skip Bayless? I think the answer is probably not. They just see somebody that's on TV talking about this story and and, and more or less reporting on this story and and take it as fact and take it at face value. Um, This is what Skip Bayless recklessly said on Undisputed yesterday.
5: Okay, so... I've called around the league to people I've known forever talking about job because I was so shocked by the IG live, how brazen it was. And I had several people say to me, well, time out. Are you sure you guys on TV aren't giving him a pass here? Like you're not that they're asking me, are you sure he's not that? Like he, he, that's just who he is, that he is about that life. And remember, he's thrown up the Crips sign. Several, I've seen him throw it up two or three times. I've, I probably missed some other times. Do, what does that mean? Does that mean he wants to associate with the Crips or he got initiated by the Crips or he just he he has a dream of being a Crip? I, I don't know. I, I'm just throwing this out that are, are we missing the boat here that that's just who he's been from the start. And we keep saying, no, you're just associating with the wrong people when. He's actually part of the wrong people. Is that it? it, Skip, you know what, Skip? You and the people that you talk to might be 100% correct. But that makes it even more egregious. It it does. Because you got out of it. You got out.
3: I cannot believe two things. One, that Shannon did not shoot that down instantly. Like, and didn't even let Skip finish the sentence because I feel like you would have done that to me and it would have been appropriate. Because I did think about that. Like, if I just came on here and said, well... Wildly speculating that Ja's part of the Crips. Right, right. And that, by the way, like, Fox execs didn't think or, or, or know the implications of something like that being said uh, that they, that they could have on Ja or his family with, with no evidence other than I made some calls around the league. Oh, and Ja might be a Crip because he threw up Crip signs. And there's, by the way, no evidence that he's thrown up a Crip sign. You don't know what that hand gesture is. It certainly ain't a Crip. You know, Skip Bayless might be dumb enough to think the gritty is the Crip walk. Like, the disconnect between these personalities on TV, yeah, the majority of them. Mainstream. Yeah, and they're mainstream, like you said. and that's the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like there's no recourse for – I mean, this is not like, oh, John, you know, uh, John Moran had a gun. John Moran is not with the team right now. These are facts, there are there are other facts like he's had run-ins at his house with minors, that he has been at the at the Wolf Chase Mall. These are facts. Those are those are things that are undeniable. There are police reports and everything like that. There is nothing out there that suggests corroborates, indicates hints whatsoever that John Morant is a gang member. And by the way, look, I'm not here to defend Josh's choices. He put himself unfortunately in this situation and he is he is you know facing accountability for that. But that does not give anybody the license to go on national television. And mm. by the way, it's not just national television anymore, bro. It becomes all over the world because this is a video that's going to get circulated and circulated and right. circulated. And now we have totally crossed the Rubicon, the suspension of disbelief. Now, who knows if it's true? This gets in the wrong hands of somebody. Josh's family could be in danger. Josh could be in danger for something for that, that he didn't do. But there were reckless speculation on the part of a of a freaking sports personality, like this is insanity. What this story has boiled and devolved into, and well, it's it's, it, sickening.
2: it's an unfortunate reality of what Jaws opened himself up. To. It is. Like I, I'm not going to cry louder about the coverage of it than I am about the mistakes totally that Jaws made. I'm not. That that's one thing about it. I and, think and, both. And you got no. You're right. I mean, and and it, it it's it's you know it's changed so much the, the nature of quote unquote media. journalism, yeah. media, everything else. And and now you feel like, you know, Skip is is sort of expected to say these things by his bosses, John, and, and, and forget any any sort of thoughts of, you know, we're concerned about they they want him to say things that are gonna become clips that go viral or whatever else and not hold him to any sort of standard, that kind of thing. Uh that said, again, it all comes back home in terms of opening yourself up to this kind of speculation. I'm with you that Skip wouldn't know the 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 difference between you know a crip sign an M B and O sign whatever else it was. So to throw that out there is just wildly wrong. Um, but again, this is an unfortunate part about where Jaws put himself. I saw uh, a meme that's gone crazy of you know the two K twenty three player Jaws yep. player now it's got a mask over with a gun in his hand. Yep. Like this is un- you know we can we can all we can all sit here and say yes and it has gone overboard. Joss the answer to this, this question is no cap, but Ja has absolutely stepped into this. When he when he when he goes on Instagram live on Saturday morning.
3: Yeah, and, and, and it's the it's the nature of social media. It's the nature, unfortunately, of, of, of sports journalism has become less about. And look, this is sort of what we do. Right. I mean, we're 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 not exactly like undisputed because we don't pick things and we're just we're going to debate them. But I mean, we are sort of in the, it's a, we're a cousin of it. But it's become less about facts and more about entertainment in this case. I feel like this is quite damaging, uh, could be quite damaging, and, and contributes nothing, right, to the story. Like, Jalen Rose had thoughtful things to say. Jalen Rose says, I've been in these shoes. Mm. I've been where Ja has been. You know, I have no problem with you talking about the story, offering an opinion on the story, as long as you offer something thoughtful. But, but this is not that, man. This is, like, oh, I made a couple calls. They said, is Ja really liked it. Well, do, do five minutes of research and find out. You know, mm-hmm. like, does he come from this? He comes from a two-parent home.
2: More surprised that Shannon didn't shoot that.
3: It's, it's very disappointing on all. Not levels.
2: surprised that that Skip will go to these lengths.
3: It so, wasn't the only uh, thing. It's it's just the most. I, I, know, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Did you see something that Kendrick said? Apparently, his, his
2: whole thing is not just job, but that Desmond Bain and Jaron are all part of this with what they do on social media to, to draw those two in. I mean, it's crazy. Had,
3: like we're just blaming everybody. Yeah. We're blaming the Crips. We're blaming uh, Jaron. We're social blaming media Desmond activity Bain
2: to, of these young guys. And Jaron is like VP of the NBPA, like he's you know, one of the standout guys. Because because he said all the strength no in numbers
3: one time on Twitter, and it got Golden
2: State fired up. That has right. nothing to do. Jaren ain't even on awesome. social. Desmond
3: and Jaren ain't even on awesome social media like that. Like the only person, and I don't understand why this is so hard for everybody around the country to understand. The only person that Ja has to blame for this is himself. So, That's it. It's not T. It's not Desmond Bain. It's not Jaren. It's not the Crips, the Vice Lords, the Bloods, the Latin Kings. It is Ja Morant. That's it.
2: Well, and I think I think the Grizzlies share some in the fact that they've allowed it to get to this point.
3: They did. They didn't want to step in. They didn't want to, you know, uh, mess with their franchise guy until they absolutely had to. There's no question. Yeah. I don't think many franchises could have or would have handled it differently given the, you know, circumstances. But I, that, that's totally fair. Anyway, yes, I, I'm ready for this story to be over because I feel like the coverage has just been embarrassing and disappointing um, yeah. at, at every turn, quite honestly, other than Jalen Rose's comments.
4: So, uh, yeah, the answer is certainly no cap. Sacramento, the Kings, will be the two-seed in the West. Is that cap or no cap? Yeah, they're now a half game
3: back of the Memphis Grizzlies in the West. And, you know, look, when we were coming back from the All-Star break, I think Jason and I both said, hey, this is, this is not a lock uh, that you're going to hold on to the two-seed. And that, of course, was before the Stephen Adams, who knows when he's coming back, injury, John Morant, uh, et cetera.
2: Brandon Clark.
3: Brandon Clark now is gone. I would bet against it. I would bet against Memphis finishing as the second seed just because of everything that's going on. I mean, I I, I just feel like it's a it's a lot to overcome. And again, we talked about it. They're underdogs tonight at the Lakers. Lakers are desperate to to make the play in. Mm-hmm. Uh then you've got the Warriors at home and you know, they just have your number. We'll see who plays. Got the Mavericks twice back to back. They're desperate. And then you're at Miami. So it's a really tough five game stretch. It kind of feels like this is where you get past. I don't know what the King schedule is, but if you're gonna get past, it kind of feels like this is the five game stretch where you know that could happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could, you could, and I think I've heard Harrington brought this up, but it was it was a couple of weeks ago or last week that you could you know lose it for a minute uh, in terms of the lead, the 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 second spot, and then go back and get it because you've got to consider. I'm pulling it up now. Sacramento's. Uh, got the sixth toughest schedule the rest of the way, you know. Compared to yours, you're tw- you 29th mm-hmm. on the list, and so yes, right now while the Grizzlies are still in the thick of it in terms of the Western Conference contenders, they'll be playing. Uh, it's going to lighten up. All that said, they're playing better than you are. They are, and we. And, and this is my concern: is the is the the NBA weighing in on Jai and what that looks like? Yep. Because again, and you That's made the point. It. For, you made it is. You made the point yesterday. It's gonna be real hard to prove that that gun was on a plane, mm-hmm. because you you see how many guys were in that club, and I hadn't seen that whole video, John. When I talked to you yesterday, exactly I mean, I, that that could take could take the gun charge, whatever whatever it is, take ownership of whatever, whatever. But back to the point, because this is what I was touching on yesterday. They've already investigated one gun incident, right, right, and because Adam Silver can't afford to come off looking soft on this, that's true, right, as a league. A league where you've given the players back the power. Remember, Stern was, hey, you guys got to wear suits. I don't even want you dressing a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Uh Like you feel like something's going to come down. Sure, maybe not the automatic 50 game that you get for taking a gun on a plane. Again, that'll be hard to prove, you would think. But something's got to come down, you would think. Because of where things... Look Look at what everybody's talking about right now. Yep, It's it's not the league and the race uh, in the West for two, whatever it is, or uh, the East and how good it's become there at the top of it. It's John Morant right now. So he's got to look like he's in control. And that concerns me from the standpoint, okay, well, you got to come down with something. In addition to... Uh, whatever the Grizzlies, you know, you would call this a two-game suspension away from the team, whatever it is, and so that's that's going to weigh in heavily into your ability to hold off the Kings. So I'm gonna, John, I'm gonna, we're gonna stick with where we we might as well stick with where we were. Yeah. When we went that over and under and said, you know, it three looked like right a, a, a realistic possibility. Now that was a time where Basketball Reference and everything else saying Grizzlies had a yeah, se- 75 percent chance to finish second. We were saying, and eh, maybe a little slip off. Can't predict clearly what's happened. It's been disastrous, sure. but it I, it feels to it me like it's lot going that direction. To overcome, yeah, it would be a lot to overcome. I mean, there's a reason Steven Adams calls that, that you know, yep. that meeting. Yep. They're terrible on the road. Yeah, exactly. what 12 and 20? It's gotten to. I mean, to the point of ridiculousness. It's another disastrous road trip. You're, you know, threatening to go one and three on if you don't mm-hmm. beat the Lakers tonight. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, man, I'll, I'll I'll roll with the the Kings with the way they're playing and together as they look right now. Uh, Jump up and get the number two.
3: Uh, We'll come back. We'll talk to Jessica Benson about uh, the Grizzlies, their road from here. What comes next when we come back? Jason and John on Eternity FM, ESPN.
4: It's Brad Carson here in studio for the Bentley Sportsbook. By the way, some quick hitters on the Grizzlies game. It was minus one Lakers, so I'll essentially a pick em tonight in my early look at the Bentley Sportsbook. Brandon Clark will be out probably a year with successful surgery being, uh, you know, yesterday on his Achilles, but out. So you have him out, Stephen Adams out, John Moran obviously out tonight, and you should uh, get some, some help um, on the wing with uh, Brooks joining the team, so uh, you can bet on the Lakers game tonight using the Betley app. B E T L Y. The Betley sports book is available uh, right here in Tennessee now. It was first available in the state of Arkansas. They were there the first time when they made it legal in Arkansas, and now in Tennessee you can get a two hundred fifty dollars a risk-free wager as a new user of the Betley Sportsbook. So that's something if you want the Memphis game tonight, you got that on the Betley app. They've also got the promotions tab, which is the reason I like Betley so much. Not only the $250 risk-free as a new user here in the state of Tennessee, but if you go to the promotions tab, they actually uh, will let you wager on the World Baseball Classic, and they've boosted the U.S. odds on there. So if you are riding with the states in the World Baseball Classic, you can make more money just by wagering in the Promotions tab at the Betley Sportsbook. So you got that and college baseball. They're one of the few that allow you to uh, do some specials there on college baseball, college basketball, of course, and the NBA. You must be 21 or older to use the Betley Sportsbook located in Arkansas or Tennessee to wager using Betley. If you're wagering, wager responsibly. For help quitting, call
5: 800-522-4700. The be-
1: And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees
5: may vary.
4: At least Sportsbook. <laughs> Jessica Benson is the host of Rise and Grind on
3: Media. Catch from the Grizz Radio Network right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. She joins us every Tuesday, and she joins us now. Um, this is uh, it's difficult to really know what question to ask, you know? Um, but I will just sort of, from a from someone who went and got a journalism degree and works in journalism and knows the ins and outs and what moves the meters, what have you made of the coverage of this story from a national perspective?
0: Yeah, I think, first and foremost, we can all just agree, it's hard, right? Like, this is a really hard thing to cover, and the level of complexities from, first and foremost, of course, wanting John ja Morant, the human being, a human being who, yes, absolutely, we can all agree, and most of us can agree, made a pretty massive mistake, but at the end of the day, didn't make a mistake at this point in time that caused permanent harm and permanent damage. And that's a positive that you can look at as he, in the statement that he put out, looks to figure out ways to manage stress better in the future. And so you hope that he's on a path towards finding some of that illumination in in whatever way he can. Then there's also the fact that the Grizzlies are still playing in the midst of a basketball season and are now functioning without their superstar point guard and someone who has big-time sponsorship deals and someone who means so much to the city and the Grizzlies, who by all means are a contender in the Western Conference this season and what that means for them. And so you put all that together, and it's a huge story. So, of course, there's going to be a continued national conversation on it. And I think – I hate to jumble everything – in one lump sum of the national media response, because there have been some really thoughtful takes along the way, obviously from former player perspectives, Jalen Rose comments from over the weekend. I thought Mark Spears's piece on Anscape and, and talking about the potential mm-hmm mentorship with carmelo anthony if that could be a direction gone down in the future all of that was really nuanced and really nice and comes from a place of empathy right like comes from a place of people wanting ultimately the best for john Morant. but then there are the couple of bad actors and bad apples who it's not surprising like this is their stick so a part of me gets frustrated that we even have to give credence to some of the you know nonsense for lack of a better word that was spewed yesterday because like I saw the same clips you all saw and I could sit here and directly dissect and dispute each of them by saying their name and rehashing their awful takes but then it's just adding to the fuel and we get sucked into this perpetual cycle of it's for clicks like how many people watched those clips live within the context of the shows they were said versus came about it organically on social media because someone shared that post whether they shared it in an agreeing kind of way. But for the most part, it was people sharing it in a, oh my God, I can't believe this was actually just said. What a ridiculous take. And so that part of it's disappointing. It's nothing new and it's not surprising. And I think for the most part, this conversation can continue to be had without making outrageously irresponsible hypotheses and claims along the way. But for some people, that's the character they play for <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's a the character they play on TV, and so that's what you're going to continue. But to you
3: do. know, at, at what point does somebody say, <clears throat> Maybe we don't play a character?
0: I agree, wholeheartedly. You, like,
3: like, you know what I mean? Like, to this extent, maybe, maybe at some point the role kind of pauses for a, a second, you know? Like, we're talking about somebody's life, and 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 like, again, I think most people when they hear this, like, they're going to think Skip Bayless. But, like, my point in the, in the opening of this show is that I don't know how many people can differentiate between Skip Bayless and Bob Lee, like the average person. Like, Bob Lee's not going to get on there and say, I, I made a couple of calls, and John Moran, I hear, is a, is a crip. Like, Bob Lee's not going to do that, but do people know the difference? So, like, at what point does somebody go to, to any, whoever it is and say, hey, let's do our best to keep this within the bounds of the facts and what we know as opposed to wild speculation?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like, <laughs> I'll say it out loud. Yesterday, I was in a bad place with all of this, just from a sense of, it's not just, right now, the story of Jaw and the sports media landscape is like the pinnacle of it. But right now, it really does feel like anything can be said, right? And there aren't boundaries, and there aren't any lines. And so if you have a certain job, and your job is to speak on behalf of a certain topic, and in this case, that topic is John Morant, you can say whatever the hell you want, no matter what the potential consequences, no matter what you might lead. I mean, even if there's one person out there today who sat there and listened to those words yesterday and said, oh, he, probably, he might have a point, it, it, that's a loss for everyone. And I'm with you. Like the fact that we exist in a society where there's absolutely no qualms about doing that, there's nothing that can be done to stop it, it kind of spiraled out of my head yesterday where I was like, wow, like we've really just slipped into this terrible societal place. And through the help of social media, here we're all sitting – and we can't do anything about it. But what you and I and, you know, anyone who tries to take a more responsible approach to the matter can do is continue to have the nuanced conversations and, you know, frankly call out what transpired yesterday for what it is, and it's ridiculous.
2: How tough is going to be – is hanging on to this two-seat going to be with everything that the Grizz still have up in the air? You know, we don't know on John in terms of the NBA investigation – uh, Steven Adams not back yet, although that feels close. Uh, Brandon Clark now over the weekend. You obviously lose him. Just where are you in terms of your, you know, your your confidence level that this this team will hold on to the two seed,
0: keep it ahead of, out of Sacramento's hands? It's gonna be really hard. Like there's just no getting around that. And now Sacramento's a half game back and. I'm sure all of us watched the Suns-Mavs game over the weekend, and I think the Suns at this point are three games behind the Grizzlies. And oh, look, the Golden State Warriors right there in fifth, and they come into FedEx Forum, and Steph Curry is back, and and we'll see how that game goes down on Thursday here in Memphis. But it's just it's going to be a continued run of the gauntlet of all these things. It makes for a wildly entertaining playoff race here for the Western Conference, but. It does feel like there's a bit of a bummer cloud hanging over the Grizzlies, and it's not helped in a matter that Steven Adams continues to be out, and after you just watched that game against the Clippers, in which the Grizzlies were out-rebounded by what felt like a million and two, and you want him to get back. but. I'd say even just from the sense of what this team is dealing with and trying to figure out rotation holes and and the continued changes that they've had to deal with throughout the season due to a variety of injuries, but the mental toll on this team. like You take the John Morant piece of it, which is tough in its own sense, but even just listening to the comments in the locker room after Brandon Clark's injury on Friday in Denver, like that was a despondent group of players. That's a really tough thing to watch one of your teammates go down with what is – and I don't—I'm not biased at all in this, but the worst injury in, in basketball, yeah. at least, period. And so to have to deal with that, to have to deal with the continued fallout. Oh, and it's the most hyper-competitive portion of our season as we try to chase after this two seed. That's a lot. So they're going to have a, a tricky road to navigate. But I do think that you know Taylor Jenkins has shown a real ability to lead in situations like this. But this will be his biggest test yet.
3: Do you do you follow? the Stephen Adams Funaki account?
0: I do. It, I'm fascinated by it. It
3: is, it is actually like a really fair and good Twitter account that is dedicated exclusively to Stephen Adams' numbers. Like, it's crazy. But I saw a stat from this Funaki account that, like, blew my mind. Like, we kind of joke and we say, Stephen Adams shouldn't be this important to the Grizzlies. But the dude is like, it's insane how important he is to the Grizzlies. The thing that Funaki tweeted, I don't know this person. I don't know who they are. This is Funaki stats. Without <laughs> Stephen Adams on the court, 36 minutes, 85 possessions in the clutch. So that's under five minutes where the score is the Grizzlies are ahead or they're down five, mm-hmm. right? So without Stephen Adams on the court, that's 85 possessions. They are minus 35. When they have Stephen Adams on the court, 81 possessions plus 22 like it, it could not be more obvious 54 percent, 41 percent from three when he is on the court 40 percent and 15 percent from three when he's not
0: like what's happening here steven adams is just that important for this team i i knew that's the one you were going to go after they also and you know this is a more common one to continue to go off of and going back to the rebounding. But, like, the Grizzlies were the number one team in the league in rebounding with Stephen Adams on the court. And in the 17 games without him, they're 22nd in the league. Like, you drop from averaging 49 rebounds a game to 41. And that's a huge amount of production. And for the Grizzlies, who relied so heavily on second-chance opportunities or continued possessions thanks to what Stephen Adams does down low, uh, it's been critical. And now it, it will be hard because one of the best things about Stephen Adams being on the court is when John Morant is out there with him, and so we'll see as, as we continue to await when Ja eventually returns, when Stephen eventually returns, but you're seeing really the X factor of this Grizzlies you can make a case for a variety MVP of X factors but I think Steven league. Adams MVP of the league, yes, let's start the conversation, <laughs> I think a conversation needs to be had that we are not talking about MVP <laughs> Stephen Adams like I'm joking, but I'm kind of like this
3: dude is a top mate I mean, I don't want to go crazy, but he, he is he is valuable in the in a way like a Kevin Durant would be valuable seriously
0: yeah I mean it's I like mean, you're mean, like we, oh you, no way, you, but you look at the numbers, man look at the I was numbers say, you can't take away from the numbers and you can't take away from the struggles that the Grizzlies have exactly
3: they do better him. they do better when John misses games and ties is in than when Steven Adams misses games and you know it's Tillman or whoever like that's the, the the difference is wider. Yeah. So it is. I don't know. I'm starting the campaign.
2: Just well, I'm just curious. <laughs> last thing, we know your team team Grizz, but if I if I forced you to pick a side between Team Luke, Luca and Team Devin Booker, which side are you
0: taking? <laughs> Dang, I thought you were gonna tell me if USC and Memphis play each other in the NCAA tournament. Who are we going? I mean, we, know we know who you're going with. We, with. we know who, who you're rolling with. It's Boogie time. Ever, it's whole. Boogie was having a great day until USC ended up losing that game against Arizona, um, between team Luca and team Devin. Man, I just, I like Luca Doncic a lot. I'm, I'm rolling with team Luca in that fight. And just watching the way that he is such an irritant, and especially within that relationship, I would love seven games of Suns' Mavs and seven games between those two. But I'll take Luca.
3: Yeah, um, it, it, it. It, 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 yeah, but Bo- Boogie actually, just as you mentioned it, like didn't he have like 35 or something? I had 35 to, in that loss. Yes. And then he, and
0: he, d- he did. In the beginning of that game, I was in the midst of like going back and forth between the Warriors who were playing that night as well. So in our household, that had to be flipped back and forth. But every time we turned it back to the USC game, it felt like Boogie hit another shot, and I just yelled Boogie Boogie over and, and, it, and over. And then he had 28 t- against Arizona State.
2: Yeah. It was tough to listen yeah, to been Bill been Walton. Really well. It was tough to listen to Bill Walton that night. You know, just I go. am.
0: I love Bill. You like Walton, it though, huh? So I, I wanted to fall asleep to the sweet sounds of Bill Walton. Oh, no. past I, 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 I think days. that dude is the
3: most oh, overrated oh, announcer oh, oh, oh. in the history of announcing. Like,
0: <laughs> I understand, and I, 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 think it's a very weird trait that I have that I enjoy. Him. Well, you're niche, You're, so. you're, you're Only used to it's it. The Conference of Champions. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like, like the
2: fact really, I should have known.
0: That's the thing,
3: right? It drives me insane. He calls the Pac-12 the Conference of Champions. It never wins anything. It never he can only wins hang anything. On
0: for a little bit longer,
3: right? Is he, I mean, is he is, is he doing that like to be funny?
2: No, he's like talking about track and everything
0: else. He's, he's building a brand. Mm-hmm. It's but it, yeah, he, all those Olympic sports. Exactly. John, where are your respect the Olympics? A West
3: Coast team hasn't won the NCAA tournament since 1997, and we know they're never going to win a, a college football championship. So, you know, again, at least. So well, we don't when need to USC be just wins
0: at all, they can still be a West Coast team winning on behalf of But the that's big not ten. but
3: again, that's not going to happen. Well I don't know. You guys are you Lincoln guys are Riley you guys Riley. are coming out of the Pac twelve most years. You're, now you're gonna go to the big ten, you're gonna win championships.
0: Give Lincoln Riley time and maybe one day he'll find a new defensive coordinator and we can actually seriously have this conversation. Yeah, the thing
3: the thing that you really need to focus on in your life is is the ascension and the final days of Boogie Ellis in a USC uniform.
0: Right. That's that's my biggest distraction is I recover from Achilles surgery, and the advice I would have for Brandon Clark is find someone that you can really focus on, like I have focused on Boogie Ellis and USC men's basketball. Yeah,
3: he is putting on for the city, no question. Jessica, thank you as thank always you for your time. Thank you,
0: guys. Have a good one. Yep.
3: She is Jessica Benson. Appreciate her coming on, and uh, obviously a a difficult spot there, but appreciate her coming on and and being willing to answer the questions all the same. Definitely do appreciate that. Catch her on Rise and Grind. Catch her on the Grizz Radio Network right here on 92.9. Yeah, Boogieman hooping, bro. 28 against Arizona State, 35 against Arizona. I mean, individually, he's playing well. Team's mid. and I I think they're going to the tournament, right? Yeah, they're in the tournament. Okay, but they're not. There's a 10 right now in some places. They're sort of in Memphis's. Range there a little uh-huh. bit, you know. Maybe if they make a little noise in the Pac-12 tournament, they can improve their seating. <clears throat> but uh
2: what's Boogie going to the league? I was just going to see if we could catch you
3: gassed up. Yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna. He, he could. I could see Boogie having like a hell of a summer league and getting a two way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I actually think he could How be. How tall is he? He's like six three. So it kind of hurts him. You know, he's not a is, point guard. He's six three at a combine. He did. Did he do a combine here? He did. He's a legit six three. I can't remember you okay. you talking about that? So pro taller day?
2: than taller, certainly than Kendrick. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah.
3: But see, I I think Kendrick could
2: be a pro. I don't write that off. Well, I mean, Kendrick can be a pro because he's a great decision maker as a point guard, exactly, which is what Boogie is going to have to play. Yep, at the next level. Yeah, and that's like, the question: is can he do that? We know he can shoot and score.
3: Yeah, like he's a, he's an elite ball handler and decision maker, and he's a guy he's got a really
2: high IQ, and he can get a bucket. I mean, I don't think he'll. But are you're talking about Kendrick Davis? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When you said elite decision maker, I know you had not switched a, over.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, well, you, dude. I mean, Boogie's hooping right now. Again, it's he not, he is instant offense.
2: I will give you that. Yeah, he's still not a point guard. No, he's not. And that's, term, gonna that's gonna that's hurt. If him. we're talking about his future,
3: yeah, that's gonna that's hurt him.
2: Still the issue.
3: Like I think you I, know, love I love Boogie. Kendrick, Kendrick could Boogie. I mess be Ish Smith. About. I mean, Ish Smith carved out 12, 14 years in the NBA. I mean, Kendrick's cat quick, so he could sort of carve out a role as a backup point guard. I mean, Tyus isn't a big a uh, guard by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he's, he's a better scorer in the league than Kendrick uh, uh, theoretically would be. But it's not like there aren't smaller guards in the NBA. Like, I don't I don't rule out Kendrick finding a spot somewhere at all. I have one more question for you about guys in college that
2: could go to the NBA, or or maybe not. Um, if Ole Miss gets Chris Beard, mm. does that change anything about your decision if you're Matthew Murrell?
3: Probably, I mean, no need necessarily to leave if you got him. If you got a guy like him at the helm, I mean, that will depend on how they feel about him. I mean, they may not be a fit, personality wise. Well, again,
2: for Morrell, isn't it? It'd be more about getting that stock right, and as much as he's a team. Well, guy, Chris Beard not is saying, not, not known
3: a, as an NBA talent developer.
2: To, Penny would still have the. I agree. The check in the box
3: on yes, that one. Yes, totally agree. I mean, again, it makes so much sense for Morrell to 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 come over here. I mean, it just does. I mean, they they need experience. They need another guard. So, but well, I I, yeah, I reckon we, we've been
2: saying the same thing. Just we, if Chris comes, down, he, that's right. the guy he's calling. He's yeah. begging Matthew to stay. You know. Yep. I just wondered what that reception. Now, Keontae would be
3: like. Kennedy was not honored at the. Uh, he's at, got another year, then Okay, he's got another year. Yep. So, so the, he's a part of it theoretically. So you bring in Morrell. You got Mikey. I mean, you're kind of cooking a little bit. Go get the kid from uh, South Florida, Chua. Seven footer. I've convinced you. You like him too. Oh, he, that makes too much sense. Because then not Gregory said getting that, fired?
2: I, I heard he sometimes he doesn't know his. You know, he tries to get outside his lane.
3: No problem. He's well, be, got he, he, to so be. He's hard. got. He's got to be better than Musa, right? And Moose Ko
2: is, Moose is up for like Defensive Player of the yeah, Year this of year. He's, not, he's,
3: he's gonna block but, four shots a but game, is,
2: but Eon's better offensively. Dude, yes. he's got a hook shot on him. He's yeah. actually got some big man footwork. I
3: mean, you know, Pitty's got to get
2: one AAC guy a year. Yeah, because I just don't see him rolling with Ko as the
3: No. He, the so Ko can't get minutes on. when when Malcolm and DeAndre have four fouls. I mean, that he that dude is out. That dude is. I, I mean, and I mean out probably of the program, based on you know reading tea leaves there. He can't play when Malcolm and DeAndre have fouled out. That man burned Granha's red shirt well, ahead of KO. Get in there. <laughs> so that's your boy.
2: You've planted your flag for that man.
3: Well, that was before the season started. You know I'm good for that. Every year I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you one anecdote about a big that usually never comes true. That the opposite happens. Right? Musa was knocking down. Who told me that man? Fired. Joke.
2: It was your source on that was a joke. Joke On what he was doing Somebody shoot, said how that, man. he was shooting that thing at Los Angeles. Oh
3: uh, he was like, Yeah, yeah, this guy goes he goes, Man, I'm telling you, man, watch out. Moose was on the NBA he was on the NBA gun today. He went like ninety eight of hundred. <laughs> joke I think he was trolling me and I went with it. You know? That man had no I got touch. Experience there. That man had no touch, and I was like, "Oh man, I was buying it," because Musa was like dunking out all those damn five hood, eight white kids in the Los Angeles district. I was, I was buying it, man, you know. But
2: yeah. well, maybe it'll be. Uh, hopefully, it won't be Chua that you're gassing
3: him. No, sure, I think Chua.
2: It come, he's legit. He I've comes with him. a pedigree, man. And we we just out here tampering, just picking the AAC players
3: we want. Well, I mean, and, we're uh, not I guess SEC in this case too with Matthew. Yeah, well, they, these are very obvious. I mean, you know, Penny being that hand. I female. thought
2: Cedric Henderson was obvious last year, but he didn't take the some of the obvious ones. Follow me on Instagram. We'll holler at you after the season. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what he tells them in the in the, yeah. in the line hit, the afterwards. Hit,
3: hit me on IG, man. Hit me on IG. We'll talk. We'll talk after the season. Anyway, uh, there you have it. Appreciate Jessica Benson for joining yes. us on the show. Hey, we have qu- another huge quarterback domino that could be falling. Greenberg is salivating. <laughs> I see it. Uh, Good riddance. Who is it? Where's he going? Get to that when we come back. Jason and John, ready turn the fam. ESPN. I'm
5: Chelsea Messenger, helping you beat the books with BeckQL. The 76ers are making a move in the Eastern Conference, just two games behind Boston for the second seed tonight. Philly takes on Minnesota as the T-Wolves try to stay in the top six of the West. The Sixers have gone seven and three against the spread in their last ten overall, and in the last sixteen meetings head-to-head with Minnesota, Philly is an impressive thirteen and three against the number. That's why the BetQL five-star play of the day is to take Philadelphia on the road. against...